Hello and welcome to Letters in Lockdown. I'm Olivia McCabe. A friend of mine, let's call him John, recently got embroiled in a debate. He and his two friends, Lisa and Sally, watch a film a week and then get together on Zoom afterwards to discuss it. This week's film was The Green Mile. As you can probably imagine, the debate afterwards quickly became heated. Lisa, a devout Christian, was vehemently opposed to the death penalty on moral grounds. Killing anyone is wrong, under any circumstance, she said. None of them should be put to death. Two wrongs don't make a right. It's in the Ten Commandments and Jesus teaches us to turn the other cheek. It might teach you, but he doesn't teach me said Sally, a self-confessed atheist. You can believe what you like, but I believe that if people commit a crime, they deserve to be punished to the fullest extent of the law. I think you're both right, said John, after listening to them go back and forth for a while. How can we both be right, said Sally, clearly starting to get a little bit hot under the collar. Lisa's saying it's okay to believe we should kill people, and I'm saying it's wrong. Well, said John, in order for us to survive as a species, we do need to resist the urge to go around killing everyone. There are definitely circumstances where it would be wrong to take someone else's life. For example, we wouldn't want to go shooting someone just because they cut us up at the traffic lights, now would we? What would be the point in that? But there may also be circumstances where taking another life, perhaps in order to save many more lives, would make sense in order for us to survive then killing might be justified. This is a simple story which proves the point. Here we see three main philosophical schools of thought being demonstrated in one conversation. Lisa is steering towards moral realism, the belief that there are some universal and immovable truths that exist for all of us to adhere to. Sally, in contrast, is clearly a moral relativist. She believes that it doesn't matter what we all think, so long as we're free to do our own thing and believe our own beliefs. Finally, there's John, who believes there are some basic empirical truths that are necessary for our survival, but that each moral question needs to be assessed on a case-by-case -case basis, allowing for different circumstances. But where does that leave us as a human race? Thinking about it certainly makes my head spin and I don't have all the answers. Why am I telling you all of this? Well, because during my lifetime, I have seen the society in which I live shift violently away from moral realism in the direction of moral relativism. In the world in which I grew up, decisions about how we should treat one another defined in law had its roots in Christian teachings and very few people questioned it. We knew where we stood. We knew what lines not to cross. Now we exist in a world where people can pretty much believe whatever they like because it's socially unacceptable to tell someone that they are wrong and to try to impose our beliefs on them. This has resulted in people speaking truths into reality that have absolutely no foundation in fact. We've seen that most recently in the way Trump supporters believe without question that the recent US elections were rigged. As hard as I've tried to get someone to show me some evidence for this, so far no evidence has been made available to me. 
moral relativism seems to have failed. The subjectivity of truth has imploded into social anarchy, deep divisions and violence. So what about John's position? That of moral naturalism. I'm not entirely sure that that's completely the answer either. It lays at its foundation a system of moral thinking that is intrinsically born of self-interest. I will only behave a certain way towards others, others if it facilitates my happiness and survival. It only works if we understand that we are not a series of individuals, but rather part of a collective whole that is so much bigger than ourselves. This includes our attitude to the environment. If we continue to see ourselves as being separate from the rest of creation, we will never make moral and ethical decisions about climate change that go beyond our own selfish desires. If it's not affecting us directly, why should we do anything about it? Or are we straying back into moral relativism here? Goodness knows. Is your head spinning? Mine is. So who ultimately decides what is right and what is wrong? And how do we get there? This brings us back to the God question. I believe that there are some inalienable truths that exist in this world, born of wisdom, born of God. At the heart of these truths is love, not a sycophantic, blind love that follows without question, not a love that is reduced to trite words on a Valentine's card, but rather a deep, wise, experienced, sacrificial, knowledgeable love that has been around the block a few times, seen it all before, and most definitely has the t-shirt. That love understands the subtle nuances of the world in which we live. It can operate in the grey as well as the black and the white. It knows that there are nearly always exceptions to the rule and it lives in an environment that forgives and forgets. It doesn't act out of self-interest, but it understands the importance of self-care. It is patient, it is kind, and I believe it's in each and every one of you. What's your moral code and where does it come from? What drives your attitude to truth and why do you believe what you believe? Do leave your comments below and let's keep the conversation going. Until tomorrow, live.